0: Uh, This is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. I was a pitcher, a relief pitcher, a closer with the New York Mets. I have a new book out called Inside Pitch, Mets Musing. Thank you very much. This This is is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue, and the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and and what's going going down down on the farm, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Mack. So keep Keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with with Gary Mack. Mack. now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. episode number 345 how is everyone out there took a little bit of time off there but it's great to be back in the chair uh, let me click that over there Look, well, great to be back in the chair and back to with you all after the news of this week that the Mets have a general manager but first before we get started Let's give our condolences to a great Hall of Famer, great baseball player, an all-time great, Willie McCovey, passed away yesterday at the age of 80. Big Stretch McCovey, as he was known, was part of a formidable Giants lineup that included Jim Ray Hard and, and at one point, um, oh, I can't think of the guy uh, uh, named third baseman, but uh, the other third baseman, uh, Jim Davenport, and Willie Mays, of course, and uh, just one of the great uh, first baseman, great hitter, clutch hitter, intimidating hitter. Go watch some film of uh, Willie McCovey When he came up there, he was so big, just a huge mountain of a man, and he would pound that plate and swing that bat back and forth at you, and... Very, very intimidating, great power hitter, and of course, a hall of famer and uh, very sad news that he is gone now at the age of eighty, so our condolences go out to his family and to the San Francisco Giants organization on the loss of a great uh player. Now, the Mets have a general manager they announced the other day Brody Van Wagnerin, I think that's how you say that. Wagneren was announced as the Mets next general manager. And got to say little bit of a shock here. I thought Bloom had a good chance. I thought Melvin had a good chance. Surprised they went with the agent to be the general manager. But it's definitely a different move. It's kind of a risky move. It's a uh, definitely a move out of the box move. And for all you people out there that wanted to do the Will Wilpons to do something off the wall. Something completely different. Hey, they did it. They did it. So no complaints. I don't want to hear in a year or two if this guy happens to uh, not work out that, oh, there we go. Look at the will Wilpons cheaped out, went after the guy that had no experience. No, they went did something different, something completely different, something that they have never done before, something that was completely out of their realm. Their choice usually would have been a Bob Melvin, 66, a knowledgeable baseball guy. They know him, kind of old school, but open to the new stuff. But no, they went and took the odd choice and went with Brody Van Wagenen. I don't know if he's going to be good. People ask me, is he going to be any good? Is this going to be a mistake? I don't know, but you know what I say? I don't know if it was a good choice. I don't know if it was a bad choice. It's an interesting choice. And let's give the guy a chance. Let's see what he can do. Maybe he's got some innovative ways of of, uh, putting together a contract to keep the pitching staff. We don't know yet. He definitely knows the game. Okay? He's never been a baseball executive per se, but he knows the game. And he's probably talked to a lot of general managers. I would imagine he's talked to them all at one point being an agent. So he knows who he's got to deal with. So from that aspect, I don't see a problem. The only problem I see is in contract negotiations with former clients. Now, they've mentioned that he will probably recuse himself from those negotiations. But, you know, I mean, you know, he is the boss now. So if he knows something about DeGrom, don't you think? He's gonna say, well, you know, there's this point, so we can't pay him because it is, or there's that point, or Syndigard, or whoever else is his his client was his client that's on the Mets. Ah, That's the only thing that I have a question of. And but you know, it could work the other way too. He could know certain things and that and he could know something that might make Jake DeGrom, for instance, sign that they can come up with some sort of innovative contract that's not going to cost the Mets as much and, and you know, it works out for both sides. And maybe he can come up with something like that. Maybe they he's discussed things like that already with DeGrom. So, I mean, there's a plus and minus there. Again, he said he would accuse himself from that uh, particular negotiation. So, you know, what that remains to be seen. But as I've said, it, it's an interesting choice. I don't know if it's a good or a bad choice. It's interesting and out of the box and something different and something completely different with that the Wilpons have done here. And you have to wonder, was this more of a Jeff decision or more of a Fred decision or uh, is it just the is it the changing of the guard with the ownership I know Jeff has the title but let's face it Fred's money is on in the team Jeff's the front man now but how much say does he have this choice might say he's got a lot. Seems like he was, he's the younger guy. He may have wanted to do something like this, and Fred was convinced to go along with it. We will probably never know how these things play out, but at least we have a general manager in time for the general manager meetings coming up. In a couple of weeks, and the winter meetings coming up in a month, and we'll see what uh, what what he can do. But the guy deserves a chance, and I'm not going to sit here and rip him apart like a certain media uh, personality in New York, Mike Francesa, on an interview with him. Totally attacked him. It was bizarre. It was uh. It was unprofessional. It was just the most ridiculous thing. And then Francesca wonders why the Mets don't allow anybody on the station anymore. Yeah, they got dumped by the station, and they got a little petty. And didn't have anybody on, and now the new general manager comes in and he goes on to talk with Mike Francesa and Francesca battles with him for 20 minutes. Didn't like the the idea that that, uh, Van Wagenen was um, positive, I guess, about his team. He scoffed at him, Francesa did. Well, what do you want? He's going to be, he's not going to go on the air and say uh, that the team sucks. The team stinks. Of course, he's going to be positive. He's going to talk up his team. That's what you want to hear. That's what the fans want to hear. We know there's got to be improvements, but Francesca made such, you know, ridiculous comments like, you know, you inherited the Mets, not the Yankees. Well, you're a Yankee fan. I don't see the Yankees playing in the postseason too far. Yeah, they they won the wild card and they played in a round, but they got beaten. I'm sick of hearing about the Yankees. And the men should forget about the freaking Yankees. Just go about their business. Don't compete with them pain in the asses. And you know what? Don't let anybody on FANN. If this is the attitude they're going to take and attack, I think Cecil was just jealous and and uh, uh, ticked off that the, the Mets haven't allowed anybody on, and he took it off on Van Wagenen. And even in the course of the interview, Van Wagenen even said, I, I'm not trying to be combative here. I don't want to be combative. You know where does Frances, Francesca Fritz don't know what what their was told, he doesn't know what uh, uh, was said in negotiations, and yet he's questioning the man that was sitting in the room. Give me a break! Give me a break! You're old and crotchety. Go home, sit on a porch. You should have stayed retired and yell at the kids to get off your lawn because that's what you're doing on the air now. A lot of negativity, a lot of it aimed at the Mets. It's just ridiculous. Just because he said he wants to give Callaway a chance, he likes him, he talked to him. Right away, Francesca says, well, you don't have autonomy. You're telling me you got talk. Auto- you don't have autonomy because you're keeping Callaway or you're keeping Manaya." He can still have autonomy. Maybe he likes those guys. He worked with some of those guys in the past. And you don't want to go in and have the, because, you know, if we're wagon and come in here and fired everybody and hired people, then they say, oh, he's bringing in his own people and they don't have any experience at all. Isn't that what we said about Callaway last year? But he's, he's worked with some of these guys. He likes some of these guys. He's keeping them around to help him learn the ropes. Nothing wrong with it. Of course, the French there is. He goes, oh, you do have autonomy. Go root for your team in the Bronx. Don't, don't talk about my team. Go root for your team in the Bronx and leave the Mets alone. I hope we beat the pants off of them this year. You know, go ahead. Win a hundred games. You only got the wild card and you lost in the in the division series. So look, don't don't talk to us. Yankees have got some problems too. Let's see what they're gonna do to great cashman. Talk about my team. All right, uh, time to take a break. We'll be back with some more news. It's gonna be a short show tonight. Not a lot of stuff coming out, but we got a couple of things I'd like to hit on. And um, so let's uh, let's take a break and be back after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows check it out my show and all kinds of other programs all about major league baseball so check it out that's baseballpodcast.net the home for great baseball talk shows the phillies and mets rivalry has never been better hi my name is rich baxter and i host phillies talk podcast i hope you'll join me as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at fightinphillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack and this great edition of Mets Musings. 516-619-6341. That is the comment Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings, and the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com. Slash Mets Musings. All right, I like that music there. That's pretty neat. Okay, so uh, let's see. There's a report in the New York Post, I think it was, Mike Puma. New York Post says former New York Mets general manager Omar Minaya will be the top advisor. Let me click this thing again. I keep forgetting to do that. Uh, For new GM Brody Van Wagenen. Puma also notes that assistant GM John Ricco and special assistant JP Ricciardi have been totally or wanted back if they decide to stay. Met introduced Van and as we said as the new GM and said that he he has full autonomy to make decisions on staff and players. Manaya returned to the Mets in December of 2017 as a special assistant to the GM, where his his focus was expected to be on scouting and player development. Manaya was previously the Mets previously, okay Gary, uh, previously the Mets GM from 2004 to October of 2010 when he was fired man i don't think you know he wasn't really fired because of his uh job uh, uh because of what what he was doing with the job there was a lot of other issues involved there i think with that, uh, the the uh, minor league guy uh, bernard i think his name was going nuts and Fighting everybody and crazy stuff, so I think that led up to it, and plus they hadn't won, so that that didn't help either the two collapses but uh that's the that's the news on uh, Omar Manaya and the other guys they've been asked to return and not, look you know what like I said what you know. <laughs> Uh, let the guy hire who he wants to, and and or even if he's forced to hire these guys, he'll find a way to work with them. And if he doesn't, he'll get rid of them. They'll they'll always ways of getting rid of people. But at least you know, give them a chance. Holy cow! I mean, that stuff is crazy. Uh, One of the things he's going to have to look at is the catching position. JT Riomuto is available, apparently. He does not want to play in Miami anymore. He has two years, I think, left on his contract. I don't know. Will there be a bidding war in the NL East to get him? Should the Mets get involved? What would you give up? Email me. Metsmusings at gmail.com. Let me know. Or call. Leave a voicemail, 5166-196341. And let me know what you guys think. What would you be willing to give up for JT Realmuto? W- would you give up Dunn? Justin Dunn? How about how about a package? Alonzo Dunn. Uh maybe Peterson and, and Jimenez? Does that get it done? No pun intended. Uh, do you, do you uh, have to add maybe a major league pitcher, maybe a mats? And please, they are not going to take Jay Bruce. They don't want salary. They want young, controllable players. Minor league is ready for the majors. Or 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 a tad lower, they would probably be interested in a Peter Alonzo, a Justin Dunn, a David Peterson, um, the other guy that I can't think of, the lefty from Connecticut. That's what they're looking for. Maybe a Kellnick they would uh, want to take or draft picks. They don't want. Jay Bruce. So please, they don't want Todd Frazier. Please, if you write or call in, do not mention these ball players. And please don't tell me Kevin Poloweky for JT Realmuto one up. If that's the case, then why would even be Why would he be trading uh, Ploiecki if you think he's that good? So, let's be realistic about this whole thing. It's going to take top prospects. Do you want to spend that? Do you want to spend that kind of a package of the future to get... A young catcher, granted, but still, it's 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 a, it may be a lot to give up. Now you have no other catcher in the organization. I mean, you got Nito, and you got uh, and look, I, I I've said this before. Uh, Nito made a jump from double A. It's really tough to do. So I mean, I'm not you know, there's nothing against him. He he had a struggle with the bat. Um, But really, that's a tough jump. Uh, he could maybe work out okay down the road, but we don't know that. But, um, you know, I don't know. You have to really consider what you really want to give up. Do you give up a Nemo? Maybe uh, a Nimmo have to be in the package. Or Rosario. If you think that Jimenez is ready... Or somebody else for a year can carry the shortstop position. And you're going to make yourself better by including Rosario. Maybe maybe you trade a Rosario and Alonso and a Dunn for a Real Muto. I don't know. I don't know what Miami's looking for. But do you want to get into it? And and see then you have to put cards on the table and, and it's gonna have to be prospects. Gonna have to be big time prospects. Maybe even some of the other pitches that you're high on that we saw this year. Who knows? Uh but that's that's what it's gonna take probably. All right, let's let's just duck out here for a second and come back and, and uh wrap this up. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball, and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. All right, we could do it down on a farm, but it's really not <laughs> It's not a farm uh, type of thing. But uh, Peter Alonzo and Andres Jimenez having good seasons out in the Arizona Four League. Alonso was red hot when he first started. Cooled off a little bit, but he was banging homers all over the place. Uh, now he's cooled off, but they have both been named to the All-Star team, uh, or that equivalent out there, and... Uh, so I just wanted to uh yeah uh wanted to acknowledge that because they are having a good season for the uh uh who is it Scottsdale Scorpions I believe they are on so uh having good good uh, fall league out there and uh, that's good news for the Mets. And, and look, Alonzo, he's hes ready. I mean, he's ready, willing, and able. Keep forgetting to click that. He's ready, willing, and able to do the job and to come up and do it and, and uh, work on his defense and whatnot. So uh, good for him. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button uh, on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to the podcast. And until next time, remember, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Good night, everybody.